Hey, I'm Brent Faulkner. This is Walk On, a podcast to help you take your next step as you walk out your faith in Christ. So one night in college, I found myself smack dab in the middle of a riot. It was 2001. The Purdue women's basketball team had just lost the national championship by two points to Notre Dame. And so what's the logical way to mourn the loss of the women's basketball team? By rioting, of course. (laughs) Now, as a side note, that's also how you celebrate a win. Uh, There were riots after the women's team won in 99. But anyway... As the commotion grew outside that night, I left my fraternity and joined thousands of other students as this mindless mob formed. And we were witnessing all this havoc being wrought across the campus. I saw dumpster fires and couches burning. And and I wondered how all this chaos happened. And as a joke, I yelled out, I said, hey, there's a picnic table over there that's not burning. And I kid you not, Six random guys just run out of the mob, jump the fence, rip the picnic table up, and haul it away. And I was like, what just happened? And pretty soon we saw the police come out, and uh, tear gas was launched, and uh, that was enough to drive us back away and uh, in the commotion, and I went back in where it was safe. Now I share that story because I want to talk about influence. Because I learned from that moment that I have more influence than I realize and that people go where I lead, good or bad. And I think the same is true for you. You have more influence than you realize and people go where you lead. And you may say, well, I'm not a leader. I'm, I'm not leading anybody anywhere. But the truth is every single one of us have influence. And every single one of us are leading people somewhere. The question is, are you doing it intentionally or are you like that angry mob just kind of aimlessly walking around and totally unaware of the the impact that you have? You may say that I'm not a leader, that no one listens to me. Or you may say, well, I'm just, and you fill in the blank with, with whatever kind of adjective, but you have more influence than you realize. I mean, think about this. Think of a, a toddler in a tantrum, right? It's just, just a little two-year-old, but they have influence. And what's the purpose of that tantrum? The purpose of that tantrum is for them to use their influence to try to lead others so that they can get what they want. We all have influence, no matter how old you are or young you are, no matter how important or what position you hold, every single person has influence and they can lead other people. This summer, we took our kids to uh, the Ripley's Aquarium in Gatlinburg. And it was a weekend that everyone else must have had the same idea because there's a lot of families with kids. And as we were heading up, there was a line leading up to the doors. As we shuffled in closer, I noticed that there were five doors, but for some reason, everybody was lined up slowly entering just one. And I assumed that the doors were locked. So I just stood in line with everybody else. Then, out of nowhere, a random person steps out of line, walks up to one of the other doors, and opens it. And then everyone realizes, oh, these other doors are unlocked. And they begin streaming in the other doors, and everybody enters in a little bit faster. Now, who had more influence in that situation? Me or the guy who opened the other door? 
I think the answer is we had the same. We just used it to point to different things. You see, I used my influence to stand in line unintentionally influencing all the people behind me and reinforcing the thought that, oh, well, these other doors must be locked. But the other guy, he stepped out and used his influence to show something new. So other people followed where, where he led. So the question isn't if you have influence. The question is, what are you doing with the influence you have and where are you leading people? Now, when it comes to leading people, I have a belief that you naturally lead people towards your burden. Now, burden isn't a word that we use much. It's kind of an odd word, but it's one that I think works. Your burden is what's on your heart. It's what's weighing on your heart and your mind. And so these things that that, uh, are weighing on your heart and weighing on your mind are the things that you're naturally, without much effort, going to lead people towards. And so you're always leading people to something, and you're naturally unintentionally going to lead them to the things that burden you. So if you want to know where you're leading people, the question then is, what is your burden? What's on your heart and on your mind? And so as a Christian, I would ideally say that my goal is to lead people to Jesus, to experience his grace and his love. And I I read in scripture about um, people like Paul, who had this incredible burden for, for people to come to know Jesus. In Romans chapter 9, verses 1 to 3, he writes about how his heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for his people, his Jewish brothers and sisters. He says that he would be willing to be forever cursed, to be cut off from Christ, if that would save them. Now, that's a burden. It, and as much as I want that to be true about me, and as much as I want, I, w- I want to say that that's, that's on my heart, if I'm honest, most of my time and my mind and my heart, they're focused on me, focused on, on my wants, focused on, on my struggles, focused on my comfort. And, and I can excuse that like it's no big deal. I can say, well, you know, this is just this is perfectly natural behavior to look after yourself first and and all those things. But here's the problem. If I have more influence than I realize and I'm leading people towards my burden, and if my burden is me, then ultimately where am I leading people? Well, I'm I'm leading them to me, to my wants, to my needs. And then suddenly my relationships become transactional and I use people to meet my needs and accomplish what I want. And while that may benefit me in the short term, it sucks away any kind of true joy out of life. And then it's an inhumane way to view the people around me that are my friends and my loved ones and my coworkers. And so I can rationalize being self-centered and self-focused, but ultimately it's, it's not a burden that leads to life and joy for me or the people around me. Jesus talks about burdens in Matthew 11. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So if we lead people to anything other than Jesus, the results are weariness 
and heavy burdens. Only Jesus offers the burden exchange, heavy for light, weariness for rest. And when we lead people to Jesus, they experience that rest and the easy burden. And I think that's why Paul was so passionate about leading people to Jesus and about others coming to know him. He, he knew who Jesus was and he understood all that he had done for him. And so he wanted others to experience that. So if you look at your life and your burden isn't what you want it to be, and you realize that you are unintentionally leading people to places that don't bring true life and true joy, how can you begin to shift it? I think we get a clue from Paul. Right before Paul writes about his burden in Romans 9, he writes some amazing, incredible promises about who Jesus is in Romans 8. Things like, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears today or worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Incredible promises. And I can just see Paul as he's writing this letter to the Romans and he's thinking about all these beautiful promises. He's writing all of these things down and then his burden shifts. And it seems to me that as Paul spent time dwelling with Jesus, it led to a burden for others to experience the same freedom and love that he experienced. And so for those of us that want to shift our burden, I think as we spend time with Jesus, if we focus our attention on who Jesus is and what he has done for us and abide and dwell and grow in our relationship with him, then his heart is going to become our heart and his heart is all about people, people coming to know him. So you lead people towards your burden. As you follow Jesus, it makes sense that he's going to lead you towards his burden and our heart becomes his heart and his heart is all about people. So the truth is, you have more influence than you realize. And people are following you, and they're going where you lead them. The question is, where are you leading them? Odds are, if you're unintentional and unaware, kind of like this mindless mob going around, you're going to lead people back to things that do not give them life. And I think to take our next step in our faith walk is to realize that you have influence and to ask yourself, how are you leveraging that influence? Are you leading people to Jesus who gives them rest and has a yoke that is easy to bear and a burden that is light? And that's going to naturally happen as your heart grows more and more in love with who Jesus is and as you begin to understand more and more and more what he has done for you. You have more influence than you realize. People go where you lead them, 
and you will lead them toward your burden. So Jesus, may our hearts and minds be focused on you. May we dwell in your presence. Lord, that you work through us and the influence that we have and others will be led straight to you to experience the love, the joy, the peace, the mercy, and the grace that come with knowing you. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope this episode helps you take your next step in your walk with Christ. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe. And if you found this podcast helpful and you want other people to find it too, the best way to do that is by commenting and rating in whatever podcast platform you listen through. Also, you can get more information on this episode and find other helpful resources by going to walkonpodcast.com.